0: Welcome to Granite State Golfers with Micah. I'm an avid amateur golfer in New Hampshire. This podcast dives into the stories of the top amateur golfers in my home state. We are about to tee off. Please join me. This episode features Phil Pleat, who is the most decorated male golfer in New Hampshire history with over 20 statewide wins through his career. The interview with Phil was recorded a few days before the start of the State Am tournament at Abenaki. I'm making this introductory recording on the eve after the stroke play. And happy to report that Phil uh, made the cut and will be playing the match play portion of the State Am. I'm going to wish him well. I really enjoyed my conversation with Phil. I loved learning about his early years in golf growing up in Portland, Maine, and his early years getting involved with statewide tournaments in New Hampshire in the 1980s. I also really enjoyed the advice he gave for golfers who are thinking about playing in some competitions. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Phil, welcome to Granite State Golfers and thanks for coming on the show this morning.
1: Great, thanks for, thanks for asking me, Micah, it's a pleasure.
0: Let's just start in the beginning. When did you start playing golf and where, where was that and who got you into golf?
1: I started playing, I'd say at age 10 or 11. I grew up in Portland, Maine and I got interested. My father took me to a caddy school, downtown uh, Portland at the uh, boys club, I believe. And I was a baseball player then, so I played baseball at night and caddy during the day. And I started out at uh, a Portland Country Club in Falmouth, Foreside. So that's that's when I that's when I started, and I I got interested uh, in playing golf. Uh, at that point, it just grew on me. So, did you play in high school, like on a on a high school team? I did. I I you know again I was playing baseball, and I, I ended up quitting the high school baseball team after my. Sophomore year, we had a very good team uh, because I was just I, I was I wanted to play golf. I was like a twelve handicap or something like that. Uh, you know, enthralled with the game, so I wanted to uh, move on from there and uh, play golf. And it was, and I got to I got to watch a lot. Uh, the main open back in those days would come to Riverside, which is the public course of which I was a member, similar to like Derryfield in uh, in Manchester. A lot of touring pros would come up there uh on their off weeks so that was it was always fun to watch saw Lanny Watkins come right out of college uh Jim Dent would play up there Steve Robbins actually won from New Hampshire as an amateur
0: so uh, a lot of very very good players yeah so you played through high school and then what was golf you know once you got out of high school what was golf like for you where did you go after high school so I graduated from uh uh, high school in
1: uh, Deering High in Portland. And I ended up going, my family had moved to UNH uh, to, to New Hampshire. I'm sorry. And I went to uh, uh, UNH uh, after a year, I tried to transfer to university of Maryland. I had a friend that I grew up with who was playing there. And of course, back then you, you would have had to sit out a year. I, I made the team, but uh, I decided to just to come back. And, and so I stayed at UNH and uh, uh, we had a decent golf program. The the hockey coach, Charlie Holtz, who was a really nice guy. He was, he was our uh, coach, so to speak. He'd, he'd drive us to events and whatnot. So we played uh, uh, Yankee conference golf. It was fun, but we got to play at Portsmouth, which was our home track. Uh, oh. And that was, that was great. That was, that is a nice great. home track course. Right. Yeah, that's right. And it was, it was difficult, certainly in the spring when it was
0: wet and windy. i have a number of friends who are members over there and um i feel like every april and may i get the same text from them about what it's like to play there in the (laughs) springtime
1: it's yeah it's different one uh uh yeah it could you just get it's yeah it was crazy back then in in the spring but that was it was good uh
0: good experience to learn how to play in those winds yeah i bet uh and then after unh did you stay in new hampshire I did. Yes. Uh,
1: lived in Manchester. I joined a uh, really good under 30 membership at uh Manchester country club. So I was a member there probably at Derryfield first. I was a member and then I joined Manchester because I met a few people who were there. Uh, and I was there from my like, probably 19, uh, 80, 81 through 86. And then I I got married in 82, moved to, uh, Nashua eventually. in uh, In '86, and I joined Nashua. I learned a lot playing at at Manchester. You know, it was tight back back then. A lot more trees back then than they have now. And uh, uh, again, that was a great test to play there.
0: Yeah. When did you start competing in some of the big state tournaments? Probably
1: early on. A member at Dairy Field. I, uh, I think it was 1978. So I just got out of college. I qualified for the. Uh, USGA public links, which they no longer play, but it was, it was being played in the state of Maine. Maine had not had a USGA event. So uh, this was at Bangor municipal golf course. So I got to play in that. So I, I, I skipped the state. Am. I played well qualified and, and lost in the round of the 16. So that was really the first one. And then I started playing in the uh, Manchester Cities. A lot of very good players there. Danny Avernitas, Bill McGrath, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, good players and good experience uh, doing that. So um, uh, and the club championships at uh, Manchester, again, had many, many good players.
0: In that time in your golf career, what was your handicap? Were you a scratch golfer at that point in time? I I think it was like a two or so. Yeah. Yeah. Two or three at that point uh
1: played a lot it was nice at Manchester because you could go out at 10 o'clock on the weekends and you wouldn't see anyone for three four holes uh, wow. so it was great we could we could uh whip around there pretty quick and I get you know I get to learn a lot from playing with uh uh, uh some of the more veterans who watch them play I mean that's kind of unlike today how I learned to play growing up in Maine is. uh watching players that were better than you and trying to copy things, see if they worked, see if they didn't work. Uh, I caddied a lot in my main days, getting back to the main days for uh, uh, a player from Maine, John Mills. He was an all American at university Houston, probably the greatest putter I've ever seen. Uh, And the only one that sort of putted like Jack Nicklaus, uh, but I learned a lot from playing, um, with him, of course, he had a lot of a uh, lot of experience. He was runner-up in the NCAA's to Ben Crenshaw. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so he was he was uh, he was very good. Never made it on the tour, but uh, um, so that's. I mean, that's yeah. That's how I learned uh, watching and and playing with. I tried to always play with players that were better than myself to just to see where I needed to get to.
0: Yeah. That's a common theme as, uh, as I've been doing some of these interviews for the podcast. Um, Certainly a common theme seems to be, or a piece of advice is to try to start playing with people better than yourself and just be around those better players and watch and learn what they're doing and see what you can pick up.
1: Yes. I I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's there's different ways to swing and and to putt and chip and it's you know I've, I've always been a tinkerer so uh, I'll, I'll experiment with different things and then find out what uh, what works best for yeah. me
0: if i was reading this right i believe you're the most decorated male golfer in new hampshire history with over 20 nhga wins uh, which includes three state ams and eight mid ams and then a variety of other championships too and over a, a very impressive period of time too are there, you know, your first stadium? I believe was in 1981. Um, are there a championship or two that really stick out, and you've got clear memories about that you might want to share?
1: I do, of course. The first one at, at Laconia was, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was big. I went extra holes with the defending champ Hugh Barrett. Uh, I won on the thirty eighth thirty eighth hole. Yeah, we both played. We both played well. He made a mistake. Mistake, uncharacteristic mistake on on uh the 36th hole Mr. Green made bogey and uh uh so that yeah the first one is uh is a is a huge uh huge memory and then uh once you win one I mean you always want to try to get back and win another to validate which I did at keen and that, that was difficult because I had to play a very good friend of mine, Peter Harry. Uh so the, I mean they're they're all memorable and of course a big one was in '97 where I I won at my home club uh, at Nash, where my father-in-law had won back in the day, and and uh, his father had won, and then since then my son had won. So, and my two kids were out watching, which was uh, oh wow. so that was that was pretty special. That was uh, yeah, 1997. That was special,
0: real special. Well, I'm I'm glad you brought up some of the family. Um... And when I interviewed your son James, we got into this a little bit. Um, A remarkable four generation family that's won the Stadium title. I'd love to just take a second and and talk about your father in law, who had an amazing golf career in the state. Um, What stories uh, or what about his game have you heard about or um, heard from others who got to see him play?
1: Well, of course, I never met him, but uh, uh, I would run into people. Over the years, in my younger playing days, uh, Eddie Barry from the Boston area came out and introduced himself to me. He he had played against uh, my father-in-law, and of course Doc Elliott knew him very well. Some of the main golfers, uh, Doctor Buck, uh, played played against him uh, uh, at times, and you know he he uh, he was just you know he got married late, so he got his golf in early and he you know he practiced uh, a lot played in some national events i believe he played julius Boros once he beat him once and might have lost him he might have played five or six u.s amateurs so uh he was just a uh, a tough competitor and his his brother was very good his two brothers were very good uh, uh dick leonard and, and and billy leonard so they they all learned from their their father so they've just you know they practiced they were Good players dogged competitors from what from what i from what i learned
0: yeah yeah Oh, that's great another question just about advice given all of the tournaments and competitions you've played in over the years um for i'll use myself as an example i'm a mid single digit handicap i've played in a few tournaments i recently played in the seacoast dam i didn't play very well um and in my my circle of golfing friends is at about that level Um, who have not played many tournaments. And I'll say that I, I, you know, there's a lot of nerves in these tournaments for at least for having not played in many. What advice would you have for golfers who are maybe they're thinking about playing in their club championship for the first time, or they're thinking about playing in the New Hampshire mid-am what advice with your tournament experience would you offer to golfers who are thinking about those kinds of tournaments?
1: It's a great question. It's, Everyone goes through that. I remember the days uh, when I first started playing and, and nervous on the first tee, you know, the, the golf club would feel like a piece of spaghetti, that, that sort of <laughs> thing. And, and, uh, you know, you, you, you rush shots, uh, uh, and, and I threw away some tournaments hitting bad shots, you know, you do get nervous. It's, but it's, it's some of the things I learned from other people, uh, would be to, uh, I would make it, make a note if I'm playing against people that really swing fast or hit it far, you know, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't watch them hit any shots. I, I don't want to try to, uh, have anything creep into my game. I, of course, I'd watch a pot, uh, uh, but just, you know, think about only your next shot. Uh, of course, everyone says that, but, you know, control what you can control, uh, try to, uh, settle yourself down. Don't drink a lot of coffee before you play. Uh, and, and, and really it's, it's, you know, do everything in in, in a steady manner, uh, you know, manage your breathing uh, and so forth. And then just, you know, do what you can uh, normally do when you're not playing in the tournament and just, uh, you know, one, one shot at a time. Don't think about what's on the line and, or anything. Uh, just, you know, just have a plan for, you know, uh, each hole and, and just go about your business. That, that's, that, that was, that rang true for me.
0: In a yeah, lot of those guys. are all, those are all really good tips. I, I particularly like that first one about not watching certain people in your group, um, who have maybe a very different game than your own. Um, that definitely was a distra- a distraction for me in a recent tournament.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah. And I learned that from my days up in, uh, up in Maine, yeah, for sure. People would tell me. Another thing is play in as many of these events that that count. Again, I we had a great group of people up there, older people, and uh, up in Maine, and they'd ask, you know, would you shoot today on your home course and everything, and, and eventually it 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 became that's great, but. You know, you gotta you gotta shoot a good score on the road when it counts. Or, or the term they use is when the balloon is up uh, uh, in a tournament. And and I took that to heart. So I, I would try to, you know, go play in uh, events elsewhere
0: uh, uh, and see what happened. Yeah, that's good advice. You mentioned that you're a bit of a tinkerer, uh, so I want to sort of ask you about you know, the time that you devote to golf, how do you currently approach it between going to practice, maybe a part of your game or going to play nine holes or 18 holes? How do you approach your golf game right now?
1: Well, you know, my age, it's, it's, it's it's a lot different. So I'll, I'll, if I need to work on something specific, I'll, I'll go, uh, hit balls or, you know, if I need to work on my chipping or putting and, and, uh, uh, and then if I haven't played in a while, because you can get too wrapped up in practice and not going out playing and grinding out a score, uh, uh, I'll go do that. Like last night, I played uh, 12 holes, uh, uh, which is a nice night, actually the last couple nights. Uh, and I, I've done that throughout my days. Uh, I'm very, very lucky. My wife is uh, uh, very understanding and, you know, let me pursue uh, this dream of playing golf and uh, as long as I was there to be a father and whatnot, but, yeah. um but so I'll, I'll sneak out and try to use my time as efficiently as, as, as I could. And even when, when my children were young, that's what I would do. She'd bring them over later at night and, and then we'd, we'd have fun, but I, I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd split it up. Uh, uh, these days I try to work more in my short game because uh, uh you know, my long game just isn't what it, used to be due to, you know, um, I try to work on uh, trying to have a swing these days that is uh, less taxing on my body due to injuries and health issues. So, but uh, yeah, try to do, try to work all around uh, and, and and work efficiently.
0: Yeah, good. Um, how have you seen the competitive, the competition in New Hampshire change over the years? You know, what was the competition like in the 1980s and then fast forward to where we're at now, how has competitive golf in New Hampshire evolved in that time frame? It's, it's really evolved uh, uh, to a huge amount. I mean, it's just
1: the, the quality of the fields, people playing elsewhere. There's so many more events that, that they can play in uh, to choose from. I mean, re- you really got to sit down and look at schedules and, and figure out what you want to play. And, and junior golf, you know, with the Tiger Woods effect, uh, uh, has had a big, big impact, and uh, I think that's great. Uh, uh, there's, there's just so many uh, young players, and and you know, you see you see them get excited, which is great. You see their parents get excited. You know, I th- think a lot of them think about what's what could be down the road, but you got to just stay in the present and uh, just you know, do what you need to do at that, at that point. I I think, I think it's in a, the golf's in a great spot in our state and uh, the NHGA promoting uh, all the junior stuff. And, and back when my kids were, were, were small, uh, they played in a lot of, they were Eagle and birdie events and uh, my wife would take them around and and it was great. And they still have, uh, my son still has uh, uh, friends from those days, which, which is good. It, it, and it teaches kids how to, uh, uh, manners, you know to, uh, how to be polite and whatnot. and I, I think that's a great a great thing to have.
0: yeah. um the state am is starting in a few days. Um, do you do you do any particular preparation when you're going into a big tournament like the state am? I might work on clubs that I
1: need uh, that I may need more uh, at that at that point. Of course, I go play a practice round we went a couple weeks ago. I haven't played there since. I think the last time we was there in 1995 so it's changed uh, uh, dramatically two new holes. Uh, So uh, yeah, I'll, this is, uh, this is
0: Abenaki,
1: Abenaki. Right. Yeah. Uh, And uh, so yeah, it depends. Yeah. So if if there's uh, some clubs I'll need more of I'll I'll, I'll work on those or short game, I think the rough was pretty deep Mm -hmm. there. So, uh that that's going to be important and i think yeah. they're going to try to get the greens uh uh speeding up and uh, of course our greens are very good uh dash where they they're fast they're they're firm uh, so uh it should be an easy adjustment other than trying to read those greens at have an active. right
0: right let's uh one of the things i've, I've been doing and talking to folks is just to talk a little bit about what's in the bag um tell me about your clubs maybe start with the driver and walk me through all the way down sure. to putter, but what, what you're currently playing right now?
1: I've got a ping 425 max driver and three wood. Uh, I've got a Mizuno five wood. I no longer carry three and a four iron. I figure if those guys on tour without three and four irons, well, why, why do I have them? So <laughs> I've got, a have got, I've had Callaway three and four hybrids uh, uh, in the bag and uh, recently got some ping, uh, uh, hybrids and my irons are I played Mizuno for a while. These are JPX 921 forged, uh, irons. I, I just, like you know, I like the Mizuno product. Uh, I've got Volky wedges and my putter is a veterinarian. I go back and forth with a veterinarian and a yes, but I've been using a veterinarian for, for the last few years. So, yeah. And what do you, what do you play for a ball? I play the, uh, the Titleist, uh, uh, pro v one the lower spin
0: <laughs> yeah model <laughs> and do you uh do you have a certain way that you mark your ball i do i change uh, uh i have uh,
1: three blue dots maybe around the uh, the number in the title lists uh, occasionally i'll put uh, uh, because sometimes that can be hard to see i'll just put my uh my kids' initials j and j uh, on there uh, uh, in blue as
0: well so Nice. This next section I call gimme. So these are short, uh, fairly straightforward questions. Uh, now, what is your favorite course in New Hampshire? I suspect you might say Nashua. So if it is Nashua, give me another course in the state that you like a lot.
1: I'd, I'd say Baker Hill. I really like yep. uh, the design. Uh, great layout. Uh, uh, gives you room to drive it. It's I, I, yeah, I like it. And, and the years i am you know, partial still to Manchester, it's much
0: different now, but uh, you know, right now, if I had one to go play, it'd be a uh, Baker Hill. Yeah, that is a great track. Um, what's your favorite club in your bag right now? Favorite club in my bag. I, I think it has to be the uh,
1: driver for me. I mean, I, I don't hit it long. I never really was a long player. And of course I'm hitting it shorter uh, these days, but uh, uh I, you know, I need to hit it straight in, in, in certain areas of the fairway I want to be in. So uh, it'd be my driver.
0: Okay. Um, multiple choice on this one. If you had to choose between a really well-struck uh, driver or a flush mid-iron shot or draining a medium to long putt, which of those three uh, are you taking? I, I guess – would be the, the mid iron
1: flushing a mid eye when under the gun, uh, when, when you need it, uh, you know, I've got a, a few memories of doing that. Uh, um, I mean, it's tough between that and having to hit a driver in the fairway on some tight holes, but uh, needing to flush
0: an iron, get it in there where you can make a, a putt. I, I, I'd go with that. Yeah. Um, favorite current pga or lpga player that you like a lot you know i
1: i, I guess i don't really have a, a favorite i mean i was uh, I, I always liked jack of course when i was younger um i love to watch time tom weiskopf uh, uh swing but uh uh i mean i i guess i like rory the way he goes about his business and uh uh justin thomas i think uh he's a class act and uh yeah uh just the way he uh uh gets things done i mean he's i I guess i guess it would probably be uh,
0: probably be him yeah um is there a course on your bucket list anywhere um that you've not yet played that you'd really like to get to play Uh, number one would be Augusta
1: national (laughs) that's that's a (laughs) no-brainer yeah yeah <laughs> the problem is the problem is
0: getting on it uh so right uh, that would be it yeah um and then just to wrap up obviously golf has been a huge part of your life um why do you love uh, the game of golf so much well i know
1: it's it's it is fun to compete because i i've competed you know i played baseball basketball uh all my life but uh I think what golf gives you, it's, it's a, it's a learning experience about life to me. I mean, it's, you have good days, bad days. Uh, it's very humbling. And you, you know, when you do have the, the bad days, like in life, you just got to put things behind you, uh, uh, rebound and, and just, and just move on. And, and that's, uh, uh, that, that's a big thing with golf, how it relates to, uh, life especially the humbling aspect you can feel like you're you're on top of the world and then uh' you 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 know you play terrible or the, but the same thing happens in in in, in life so it, it's a it's it it molds character i think uh for uh for other things
0: yeah that's, that, that's, that's, a, great yeah, that's, that's a great like answer yeah that's a great answer well thank you Thank you, Phil. I really enjoyed this. It was great talking with you. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Best wishes in the, in the state am next week. Thanks so much for having me, Micah. I I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Granite State Golfers is produced by Dew Sweeper Productions. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next time, tee it up, have fun, and go low.